Dun, dun. Okay, one, two. What's happening? Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Wait a minute. Good. Oh, is it still? If it's if it's still, it's all good. Greatness can fly under the radar when it's overshadowed by an abomination. Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Canucks, we'll cover the greatest single seasons ever by a Canucks defenseman. Guess who's going to appear on that list? It's Begsy and it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And before we get started on today's show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, play review season, going to go through Quinn Hughes, Ethan Bear, and really the two stories with them um, off the top with Quinn Hughes. Did he just have the greatest single season ever by Canucks defenseman? Going to get to Ethan Bear as well. What is his new deal going to look like? And how did he actually play for the Canucks last season? What letter grade are we giving Ethan Bear? Uh, but first and foremost, a guy who I would give an A++. My co-host, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? A++. The only class I got an A-plus in was drama and media arts and social studies. Social studies, uh, 10, I believe. Shout to uh, Mr. Atwal. Shout to Surrey. Uh, Begsy Kyle from Surrey. We lead with love. And Locked On Canucks, man. Your team every day. So many episodes, man. Monday to Friday, we just banging these out. For real, for real. For the people. For the most important people in my life. I have said this many times, yo. My mom and dad, the Locked On fans. Right above them. All right? I see them more than I see my parents. And actions speak louder than words, okay? Again, Locked On Canucks. Your team every day. Begsy Kyle. We'll get to your comments at the end of the show because, yo, the best is always safe for last and a lot of people not wanting Milan Lucic on the Canucks, and that makes way too much sense. And this episode is going to make a lot of sense too. I think we're going to be talking about oh, the best Canucks defense defensive years or uh, the best years for Canucks defensemen of all time, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be talking about Quinn Hughes for the next seven minutes. And I know Begsy's a nerd here. He's probably got a couple stats about Sammy Sallow and a dude named Brown and uh, Lume and Joe Vanosky and whatnot, but it, we're, we're going to be talking a lot about Quinn Hughes here. Yeah, and I think the main point I wanted to make on today's show was that Quinn Hughes just had the greatest season ever by Canucks defenseman. You know, this team's been around 50-plus years. Uh, you know, what he did this season was incredible. Point-per-game rate, pretty much. It was the best season ever by Canucks defenseman. But as I said in my first sentence off the top, greatness can be overshadowed when you're dealing with an abomination, which is the Vancouver Canucks, okay? I mean, there's been so much drama, so much controversy with this team over the past 12, 18 months, hell, the past decade, yeah, that we sometimes on, forget about the good things in this city. And uh, that's why today I wanted to just kind of respect Quinn Hughes and his greatness. Um, I gave Kyle an A++. I'm giving Quinn Hughes an A++++, okay? I don't even care. Yeah. We're, make, we're making it up on, on Locked On Canucks here. Um, but again, Quinn Hughes, for a number of reasons, just had the best season by defenseman in Canucks history. I'm going to throw a couple stats at you quick here. Okay, Kyle? 69 assists. Nice. Who doesn't 69, love? 69, overrated. 69. No, it's overrated, man. 
I, I it's disagree. overrated. We I all disagree. know it. 69 is overrated. We don't have to get into it because it's a family program, but 69 is overrated. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn Hughes had 69 assists. That was the most ever by Canucks defenseman. He broke his own record from <laughs> last season when he had 60 assists. And the record before was 55 assists. Okay. So Quinn Hughes absolutely just shattering what's ever been done by Canucks defenseman. Um, he also had 41 even strength points. That was a record that was set uh, by Dale Talon. Uh, back in the Canucks inaugural season back in 1970-71. So Quinn Hughes had 41 even strength points last season. Dale Talon posted 39 the Canucks' first ever season. So breaking records that uh, are older than you and I were just saying something because you and I you and I are getting old. Dude, we're old, man. My back hurts again. A lot of sitting, dude. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, Quinn Hughes, all these stats, all these numbers. Uh, you said it. You said it earlier about how last year was his the the you know he he did it you know he had the best Canucks uh, de- uh, season as a defenseman of all time. I feel as if Quinn Hughes did that in his rookie season, his full rookie season. He already did that. You know, real talk. I know he he's been better since his rookie season, but I'm just saying when he broke into the league and he played a full season for the Vancouver Canucks, he had the best season ever recorded as a Canucks defenseman. Yeah, and, and I would agree with you. And I know uh, people who have been with this since uh, since the old network know that pretty much when Quinn Hughes was like 10 games into his NHL career Kyle was saying he was the best defenseman in Canucks history and a lot of people disagree with you Kyle what do you have to say to them now I have to say really you're, you're bringing up Alex Edler and Matthias Oland relax it, we, at the time I was a little confused I think people thought I was just saying it just to say something you know competitive market maybe I was trying to stand out but it was pretty obvious yo 10 games in he was the best guy to ever play defense for the Vancouver Canucks, and uh, we're so lucky. We're so lucky to have him. So lucky to have him long- signed to to a long term deal. You want to talk about Jim Benning and all the bad moves he made? This is de- definitely the the best move or the best acquisition Jim Benning ever made for the Vancouver Canucks. First drafting him and then extending him for a very long time for what is a really really affordable deal. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point, and uh, I really don't want to give Jim Benning too much credit at all for drafting <laughs> Quinn Hughes because there's no way he should have ever slipped to seventh at the Canucks. That might have been the luckiest thing to ever happen to the Canucks. Uh, maybe it's, uh, Actually, you know what? Maybe I'll put the BX expansion goal as the luckiest thing to ever happen to the Canucks, <laughs> and I'll put Quinn Hughes uh, being selected by the Canucks as, as the second luckiest thing ever. I, I guess the question I wanted to pose, Kyle, I know we both know the answer, but let's just dive back a bit. Let's go back in the time machine. Is there any argument against the fact that Quinn Hughes just had the best ever season by a Canucks defenseman? The only argument I would make is is bringing up the season he had. I think it was his second season, right? His second full season when the Canucks made the playoffs. Am I correct on that? Yeah, that was his yeah. first full season. So he played five NHL games, and then 2019-20 was his rookie season, right? Because it was cut oh, short by Colton. He was going to break all his, the records as a rookie. That was his rookie season? Again, I'm getting older. I'm losing my marbles. I can't believe I stumbled upon that bag. But, yo, Quinn Hughes was so impressive the whole season. And and what he did in the playoffs, too, in games that mattered, it was remarkable. I I didn't even think it was possible. You know, because, again, we've been watching Canucks hockey for a long time. We've seen our stars time in and time out not show up with the points in the playoffs. And here was a rookie defenseman doing it and doing it with ease he was arguably every single time a hockey game was played between the Canucks and another team uh, the second best player playing that game it was either Pedersen or him or maybe Mark Stone but he was up there you know being the most important player uh, on the ice and I would have to say 
that's the only season. I know he's gotten better defensively and offensively. Uh, I guess it's like somewhat the same, a little bit better. But just because those games mattered so much and he stepped up to the plate, even in the regular season when the you know the team was competing and whatnot, that that's the only season I would compare to uh, to the one that we're talking about, which was last season. And yeah, the games mattered, man. Quinn Hughes is such a competitor, man, and, and it and it it allows me to just daydream, daydream about a time in life where again hockey matters in this market like the actual ice hockey games and not assumptions so we can see him do it uh, on the ice pause but yo i'm excited for the future of quinn hughes playing meaningful games for the vancouver canucks yeah and uh i think everyone in this market is you bring up his rookie season and i think an, an important thing that we kind of forget about now because this team has missed the playoffs in three straight years quinn hughes set the record for most points by canucks defenseman ever in the postseason back in 2019-20. Yeah. And, and I know those stats got juiced a bit because they counted the play-in tournament, which was an extra four games for the Canucks. But Quinn Hughes had 16 points in 17 games, which was the record. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, the guy's been unreal since day one. Um, you know, one stat I, I did look at in terms of trying to compare Quinn Hughes to defensemen's of past eras was point shares. And I mentioned it on the Pedersen episode this Monday about Wolf Pedersen finishes the greatest Canuck of all time. Um, every day is aware of that, but if you didn't listen to it, go check it out here on the Locked On Canucks Network. But Quinn Hughes, in terms of point shares, had uh contributed 10.2 points to the Canucks last season. Um, so what the only mean? season I found that was higher than that was Christian Ehrhoff back in 2010 Ooh. 2011. He contributed 10.4 points to the Canucks. But here's the thing I think you know, point shares again, I talked about it briefly on Monday, it's a bit of a flawed stat because it really kind of um, has a bias towards uh, ice time. Um, but Christian Ehrhoff, too, on that 2010-11 team, that team was winning President's Trophies, right? So it's easy to have a higher contribution of point shares when the team has more points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So and, and, yeah. and Ehrhoff was, like, that was one of the best seasons ever by a Canucks defenseman, no doubt. Like, Ehrhoff was in his prime, 50-plus points, uh, fairly responsible on the defensive side of the puck. And... Yeah, but that was one of the really the only competitors. Like I have Yurke <laughs> Lumi down from 93-94, 8.2-point uh, point share. Um, and then in 2011-12, when the Canucks won the President's Trophy after uh, the 2011 finals, uh, all of Ham Hughes, Edler, and BX were all over eight-point shares. So and that's an important thing to remember, right? Like we can – we're going to – locked on Canucks, baby. Your team every day. The podcast is going to pump Quinn Hughes' tires every day. But in order to be – in that Stanley Cup contending tier, you need to have three defensemen on your team, like the Canucks had in 2011-12, who are all contributing or having a massive contribution to the team, like Ham Hughes, Edler, and Bieksa did. Yeah, man, and what makes Quinn Hughes even more impressive, and especially what he did this season, and I'm actually being a little bit nice to him too because I don't like to put so much uh, so much emphasis on hockey games that don't matter, you know, meaningless games. The Canucks were out of it by late November, you know? But the fact that he was able to get better defensively and also do so while playing with everyone, and everyone included Luke Shen, Ethan Bear, who knows who, Tyler Myers, who knows who, who else this guy played with, Kyle Burrows. You know, he just played with, get what I'm saying? He just didn't have a supporting cast, and he was able to get better, which is hard to do. You know, his rookie season, we brought it up. It, it wasn't the best defensive core. It was far from it, but at least he's playing with Chris Tanev. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know people are talking about Luke Shen being that setting presence. You know, Luke Shen and Quinn Hughes were not a successful pairing this season. I mean, 
they had an expected goals for share of 43%, which is pretty putrid. It was just like marginally ahead of what Myers and Ekman Larson delivered for the Canucks. So yeah, Lushed was a bit of an anchor this season. He wasn't really providing that Chris Tanner presence, even though he was chucking the body around. But at the end of the day, Quinn Hughes, I think he can elevate a lot of players, right? And we saw that with with Ethan Bear. And, you know, he can he can play with anybody and the guy's going to be successful. So bigger and better things to come from Quinn Hughes. But for the Canucks, it's it's about bolstering this blue line. Like, they got Hirona could play. They paid a hefty price to get him. I think you need at least one more blue liner who's going to, you know, potentially give that impact that Hirona is going to provide, right? Like, just so the Canucks are in that 2011-12 mode where it's Ham Hughes, Bieksa, uh, Salo, you know, those kind of guys who are all really uh, having strong uh, contributions to the team. Yeah, and you brought up, uh, what's his name? Did, did he sign with LA, Gabrikov? Did he sign yet? Uh, if he if he has it, you're breaking the news to me. So I don't think he signed there. No. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was daydreaming again on the on the cruise over here, and I know a lot of people have been giving us ridicule for maybe starting the whole Besser to uh, Chicago and us giving the 11 pick with Besser to drop down to 19 so we can alleviate some cap. Like, yo, Chicago, do us a favor too. Yo, take Myers too. Take Myers too, man. For real. For real, yeah, man. Maybe, I don't, maybe, it, maybe I'll tell me. Yeah, maybe I'll touch on that on the end of the show. I, I read a pretty funny pr- uh, trade proposal about Tyler Myers and the Detroit Red Wings. Um, but let's get to eat the bear on the other okay. side, and I'll touch a little bit, a bit on Tyler Myers there too. Um, but first, what ad am I reading? Oh, it's FanDuel. FanDuel. Oh, man. Make a fast a break FanDuel. to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I was, it took me some time, Kyle, but I got there. Because you know, guess what? Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's Okay, Kyle, would you say 2,500? Would you say 2,500? Okay, I'd say 2,500. It's, it's safer. Yeah, yeah. And it just rolls out the tongue more. I know this ad read's got me saying 2,500. But if you're on FanDuel, that's 2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Okay, Kyle and I made our picks on the NBA playoffs. I'm going Denver. Kyle's going with the Miami Heat. No matter who you're choosing, go make that fet, that, that, that fet, go make that bet on FanDuel. You know, one, uh, some of the things we love about betting on FanDuel, there's great promotions every day. The app is safe and secure, and you get paid instantly. No waiting around, okay? This is 2023. People are impatient. No one wants to wait around to get paid. So, yeah, there's no better place to place a bet on all the playoff action than on America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel. Official sports betting partner of the NBA. You're back. You're back on Locked On Canucks. Kyle Bowne, Trevor Beggs, uh, talking all things Quinn Hughes, talking all things defense, right? Because the best defense is the best offense. Do you believe in that in life? In life? Like, what does that mean philosophically in life? Does it mean you just sit back, you relax, you you don't attack, you don't take chances? Uh, Break it down for me, all right? That's that's a great question. I was thinking like more in terms of, you know, like, like let's say you're trying to find a lady or a man. I, I think you got to go on the offensive a bit. You know, you can't you can't just sit back and wait for, uh, you know, play defense and wait for that person to fall into your lap. I think if you're trying to find a significant other, you got to let you got to go out there. Oh man! And, and even in my day job too, in the world, I think you got to go. You got to go chase opportunities sometimes. So no, I, I disagree with the fact that the best defense is the best offense. Maybe in sports, but I don't think that applies to life. Balance, baby. Balance, baby. I-, I told you the story. You know, the day I-, I asked my girl out, I thought I had a 1% chance, a 1% chance, right? But I had to get the feelings off my chest so I could move on in life. 
right? The next the next day I was going on a bro trip. We're going to take some, you know, we're going to, you know, make some mushroom omelets, if you know what I'm saying. So I want to be, you know, clear. I, I want to be clear, okay? So even though I thought I had a 1% chance at, at getting the girl, I still had a rose in my trunk. Fast forward two years later, boom, bam, I'm looking for birthday gifts. All right, for real, for real, for real. Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs. Keep the rose in the trunk, okay, fellas? For real, for real. Ethan Bear, uh, I think we talked about this maybe like six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, trying to guess that deal that he's going to sign, being an RFA with the Canucks. And the Canucks do need Ethan Bear yeah. to sign with the Canucks. Let's be real. Uh, what's that number? What's that number to, to you now? Has it changed? Has it lowered? I think it's pretty close to $3 million, to be honest with you. Ooh. Um, so again, maybe if it's a one-year deal, a prove deal, uh, maybe it's in the low twos, but you, you know, you kind of look at the market for defensemen and, and Ethan bear, uh, by ice time, by points was basically a low end top four defenseman. And we saw in the free agent market again, he's not in the phase and RFA, but we saw in the free agent market, you know, those, those 30 year old defensemen who are much less productive and valuable than Ethan bear were signing for like 2.75 million. So you know, I think at the end of the day, Ethan Barrett's going to go out there, look at some comparables, and I I would say that a low end top four defenseman is probably getting in the neighborhood of three million. Plus, if the Canucks are going to do that, Ethan Barrett's theoretically in his prime, twenty five years old. Uh, they're going to buy a UFA year as well, um, and then yeah, if it does go to arbitration as well, which he is arbitration eligible, I think he's got a good case to get paid because again, you look at this, you know, this terrible Canucks defense. And Ethan Bear, aside from Quinn Hughes, in my opinion, was the best defender on the team last year. Um, like I just talked about earlier, how you know Quinn Hughes and Luke Shen had pretty disastrous underlying metrics together. Um, Ethan Bear's two most common partners were Quinn Hughes and Oliver Ekman Larson. Now with Quinn Hughes, like they shot the lights out. I mean, they were outscoring opponents two to one, uh, good underlying metrics. But even with Oliver Ekman Larson, who had a disastrous season, the guy was terrible. All of Reckman Larson was uh, was treading his head above water with uh, with Ethan Bear as well. So I, I again, there's an argument that Ethan Bear doesn't really do anything great. All I gotta say is they gotta win this negotiation. I said it before, you know. I, I know that you have to pay people what they're worth and whatnot, but we're talking about the NHL. We're talking about the Vancouver Canucks. We're talking about a team that understands that next season matters. Yo, the fan base knows that too. This team being the most expensive team in the NHL and also being one of the crappiest. Right next season matters. So they have to win this negotiation. And I think they have to pay Ethan Bear what he's not worth. I know in 2023, that's some sensitive things to say, right? Oh, look, look what I just said. But, yo, we're talking about, again, the professional uh, professional sports league in the world of hockey, right? They got to win this negotiation, and I hope that they do. I hope that they do. I hope that they get a guy and they sign him and that, that player is available to play over that value. Because if you pay Ethan Bear $3 million, I don't know if he plays above that. I don't know. I don't know. And, and uh, yeah, uh, we, we we might feel like he plays above that if he spends most of his time playing with Quinn Hughes. Yeah, true. but is he actually worth that? That's another question. And honestly, though, if he does play above it because he's playing with Quinn Hughes, it's not the worst thing in the world. You know, it is what it is. You need all parts uh, to fit on a team, and everyone's got to play their role. And if he's being lifted by Quinn Hughes's excellence, so what? So what? Because that could mean that the Canucks are doing good playing better. Again, it's just a negotiation that they have to win. And I, I feel bad for saying this because I like Ethan Bear. Uh, you, you guys know this. I, I love Ethan Bear. He took the day off, the day off an NHL game because his dog passed away. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Beautiful thing. 
and he was getting ridiculed for it too. Which <laughs> remember that was it? Andrew well, Walker didn't yeah, Andrew was, Walker was... say, uh, "So oh, really, this guy's missing a NHL game because his dog passed away? Well, what's he doing? Well, first of all, he's playing for the Vancouver Canucks. The team sucks. You know what I'm saying? Take the day off. It doesn't really matter. These games don't matter. And your dog passed away. That's a, that's a family member." Bro, yesterday I hugged my dog for like four minutes. It was a close hug because I haven't seen him in a long time. So to Andrew Walker, you just you must like cats, you know, for real. You must be a cat guy. I don't think Andrew Walker likes anything except his own reflection in the mirror. <laughs> to be honest with you, but uh, no, I, I think there's a, a good chance that we now that I think more about it. You know, Ethan Bear hasn't had a lot of continuity in recent seasons. You know. Was a young chap in Edmonton, goes to Carolina, gets beat out for a job by Jalen freaking Chatfield, and then comes here. And, you know, I thought his end of season interview was just fascinating when he talked about how Carolina played with so much structure and he came here and he lost. And he kind of talked about the, at the end of the season how things are moving in the right direction, but maybe they're not quite there yet. So I like to believe that there's more to see from Ethan Bear. Um, I hope they get him signed. Uh, again, if it's over three million bucks, you guys are asking yourself some questions. But I think that's kind of the the bar right now is in that three million territory. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, if next season matters, the Canucks pair Hughes and Bear together, that's fine. Uh, but you got to find a top four defenseman to play with Herodic. It cannot be Oliver Ekman Larson next season. It just can't be. This team's yeah. moving forward. I think that's like priority number one for you this offseason. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more right before the offseason, but I definitely want to ask you what's more important. Is it signing Pedersen to an extension or finding another top four defenseman? Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Baggs. Uh, I, lo- I, lo- I love the talk, right? Defense first. Defense wins championships. Uh, defense is the best offense sometimes in life. Who knows? And uh, yeah, man, just, just enjoying... Join this, enjoying this everyday thing, you know, connecting with the city, talking to the people. It's a beautiful thing. You and I are blessed, man. Yeah, we sure are blessed. And we're even, you know, one of the main reasons we're blessed is because of the listeners, okay? And uh, we saved the best for last. Common Corner on the other side. Let's go, baby. Locked on Canucks. You're back, you're back on Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags. Thursday, man. I've said it so many times, right? For years and years and years and years and years and years. Thursdays definitely become the new Friday. And for real, man, you know, we're we doing things on, on my network all week with Kyle Bowen. We're doing things here. You know, who knows? Who knows? We're doing things for the city of Surrey as well. We're trying to be uh, the connoisseurs of British Columbia. I'm going to make sure that one day every single citizen in this beautiful province of ours, right? West Coast bias, extremely prevalent on this show, gets Thursday off as well. Let's extend. Uh, let's extend a, a weekend or something, you know? That, that's crazy, though. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'm thinking out of my ass. Uh, well, let's not go there. That, that wasn't a really thorough thought, but you get what I'm saying? I care about the people, and I want people to, to live more of their life on Thursdays. I like it, man. Call for Mary Surrey. That's, uh, that's no what way. I'm voting for. FB and Mayor, bro. What's the, what's the point of that? What is the point of that? So you can get no people Thursdays off, man. You'll be nah, forever man. loved. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, let's go to Comic Corner. Uh, my favorite part of the show. Begsy is warming up to the, to the people as well every day, even though he did say you guys had no hockey t- intelligence yesterday oh when he brought wow. up all those names wow he said he said it on yesterday's episode he brought up a whole okay, bunch hit, of names hit us up in the he comments if you if you if you knew who uh justin kirkland and tim gettinger were before uh yeah, before well, I don't doubt them name. don't doubt them they're the reason we're here i only, okay, I only doubted uh 92 of our listeners i think eight percent might have known okay anyways let's get to the comments on that lucic video the first comment is uh from viper's whip uh this guy 
Viper went to a, to another level with this comment. Okay, nothing about Lucci. She talked about Connor Garland. Did we talk about Garland yesterday? Maybe we did. Maybe we did. Anyways, he he said that if the Canucks have to get rid of Connor Garland's co uh, contract and have to put in a first round pick or a second round pick, that's way too much because Garland still has a lot of value, not just on the ice, but I feel as if game to game, game to game. I think Connor Garland somehow, some way, still has the ability to be uh, somewhat of a difference maker. He has a he has that compete in him and. Uh, uh, yeah, I think what Viper is trying to say is get rid of get rid of Besser if you need to make space. Maybe try the whole Beauvillier thing out, but but keep keep Garland. Don't let him be a, a cap dump. Yeah, and uh, you know, shout out to the everydayers. You know, they they would know this, but we did an episode called "The Vancouver Canucks to Trade Someone Else," and I was pretty happy on the Connor Garland talk. Like this guy's been underutilized by the Canucks. And you could certainly see him playing 17 minutes a night on, on another team and, and start tearing it up. I just think he hasn't really gotten those opportunities in Vancouver as much as he might on, on another team. Yep, 100%, 100%. Next comment, next comment we got. Kaku Casho. Nobody should sign Milan Lucic in free agency, which probably will happen too. I, I could see Lucic getting the whole PTO, you know, the professional tryout route for, for a team for an organization that wants to bring in that type of energy into their training camp and potentially into their roster or their press box for the season. Now, Kaku, why don't you say that to Lucic's face, man? Say it to his face. <laughs> Yo, Lucic still seems like a mad guy. I'm sure he's happy and content, but I just feel as if, if he saw, if he saw the video yesterday, right? If he saw the video yesterday and he saw all the bad things that Trevor Beck said about him, Right? All the bad things. Trevor said this guy should be playing in China. He should be playing in whoa, China. Whoa. Trevor said whoa. he should be he should be shipped off to China. KHL cool and red rope. star. All right. <laughs> if he saw it, bro, he would squeeze your head. He would squeeze it. I do have a and very punchable face. You do, man. You totally do. You totally do, man. But I appreciate, you know, your the the size of your your balls. For doing it, man, because your face is out here, your family's growing, and you're talking a lot of crap about the toughest guy, one one of the toughest guys in the NHL. So, uh, you're definitely more uh, courageous than I am. Yeah, I I will say that um, I don't think Lucic is going to PTO doing something inside my free agency. Whether they should or not is another is another question. But I think someone's going to see the big body. They're going to see the name. They're going to fall in love with the cachet. Mila Lucic, and yeah, he's signing with an NHL team for on a one-year $950,000 deal with some bonuses. That's my guess. There it is, man. Another episode of Locked on Canucks. Uh, another another 45 seconds for Trevor Bags to talk a lot of crap about Milan Lucic. Okay, Trevor Bags, T-R-E-V-O-R-B-E-G-G-S. Milan Lucic, that's his name. Punch him in the face. Why not? Why not, man? Why not? Locked on Canucks, your team, every day. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first, probably won't be the last. Oh, yeah. Locked on, Canucks. Shout out to the everydayers. And this is your first time listening. Welcome. We love you. I don't always talk crap about Milan Lucic, but the past couple episodes I have. Um, but regardless, we will move on to bigger, better things here on Locked on, Canucks. Um, but we'll see how we want to end the week. I think a couple topics on my mind. Ross Colton, could he be the next third line center for the Vancouver Canucks? And also the Locked on NHL mock draft. Who did... Kyle and I select for the Vancouver Canucks at 11th overall. 
find out on another episode of Little Talk Canucks.